0: You're listening to a fresh new podcast on healing, spiritual development, nutrition, energy work, and sometimes aliens. From the owner of the celebrity acclaimed Raw Republic Juice Bar and Wellness Center in New Orleans, Louisiana, Sheena Manina. Yes, that's her real name. This is Raw Talk with Sheena.
1: Hello, everyone. Hi, we're here. We're on. We're in L.A. yet again. Again. Why do we keep flying ourselves here and signing up for this?
0: It's the Beverly Hills Hotel. You can't, once you have it, you can't
1: stay away. Every time we come here, though, there is such a big experience and, like, such an energetic change that happens within us that is mind-blowing. And also... Scary. Challenging. (laughs) Like, most people, I'm sure, think that they're going on vacation and it's going to be easy. Yeah. For us, it's like... (laughs) Your life's You'll learn blow something. Up. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you're going to learn a lot right yeah. now. Yeah. So,
1: um, but you guys, you're welcome because our <laughs> guest today is and has been your most favorite guest up until this point. M- mine, especially. <laughs> So, Let's not forget at this that. point, you for, you've realized who it is. My version of Angelina Jolie, right
0: <laughs> right in the flesh, right in front of me.
1: <laughs> Again, we have Miss Wendy Kennedy. Hi, Wendy. Oh, How hello. are you doing? Were you going to say, hi, Mom? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hi,
2: Mom. <laughs> is that another lifetime? <laughs> it's it's Possible. who we've been turning what to. it feels like? You. Yep. Yeah. Like, very well, fortunately
1: that we've had your guidance over the past few months, and since we've been together last, and um, thank God because a lot has been happening and I'm sure Mm -hmm. you've heard that it's not just with us. No, everybody's
2: (laughs) really going through it right now. So you're in good company. (laughs) Okay, good,
1: that makes us feel better. Um, I think for some people they maybe be, yeah, there's something going through. Me too. Yep. <laughs> it's hard for me to make up words. Yeah, it's any okay. of them um, <laughs> today. We'll get we'll through tag this. Team so most people are experiencing this, but they are numbing it. I what I find, like the majority, mm-hmm. the, mo- the majority of the popularity population, Popula-
0: population or popularity, either one. <laughs> we'll go with it.
1: <laughs> the
2: majority of the popular is people smart. In the population. <laughs> I'm trying. Okay. Um, I think it's time to get back in your body. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So take a deep breath. They're telling me because LA is one of those cities where there's a lot of air in it. To me, it's like this giant tornado Mm -hmm. and it's very easy to leave your body. Mm -hmm. And for me, I really had to practice it grounding so Mm -hmm. I could manage here. Yes. So, uh, you know, if you're listening along, take a nice deep breath. Okay. And just imagine white light coming down through your crown, going all the way through your body and connecting to the core of the earth. See if you can feel yourself seated in your body. Notice if it feels any different.
1: I feel like I'm three-fourths mm-hmm. of the way there. I'm like to my calves.
2: Yeah, just take another breath. Breath, if you feel like you're not quite there. And they're going to help you. <laughs>
1: Aren't they always helping me? They are. <laughs> I hope.
2: They are. But when we ask for help, they can give us more direct help.
1: Okay. You That's
2: know, Otherwise, know. they have to kind of stand back just a little. They're honoring our free will. But mm-hmm. when we say, I, mm-hmm. I need help in this moment, they'll really step forward to help.
0: Yeah, I've noticed that because I feel like I have a constant dialogue with them now. Really? And it it has made me so connected with them in a way that is like unique to me. And it's so helpful. And no, um, I this is a thing that everyone needs to know. Call in... The ninth dimensional pleiadian collective. Not all pleiadians are created equally, people. Mm. Just like humans. <laughs> so it's like, oh, let's call in the human collective. It's like, no, <laughs> which human is it? Mother
1: Teresa or, or
0: is it Hitler? <laughs> you know,
1: like you interesting. Can't, you know, okay. You have to have discernment with that. So and, I call in the ninth. And, that probably just means that you're attuning to a particular vibration right wendy like if you're i guess you're you're so specifically connected to a particular group that for you you wouldn't have to say ninth dimensional plating collective please tune in here but it's helpful for us i guess to begin like making that connection
2: well a lot of times it depends on what i'm working on i'll ask for the beings of the highest frequencies of light and love because I actually mm-hmm. work with a lot of different beings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when I work with the public, it's usually the Pleiadians who come f- through first and mm-hmm. foremost. But there are a whole lot of other beings that, you know, when I sit down to work for myself, that mm-hmm. yeah. show up. Yeah. And, you know, It is just like being human. How Mm -hmm. do you know that the person that you're talking to is who they say they are? Right. You have to use your own discernment. And it's the same thing interdimensionally. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't feel right, then you just need to ask that someone else of a higher vibrational nature show up and Mm -hmm. just send them Mm -hmm. on their way. Thanks for showing up. Yeah. (laughs) I appreciate it. (laughs) Bye-bye. Right. Yeah.
1: That leads us into where we actually wanted to begin with this, which was with you to talk about the process of channeling. Is that something that you could give us a little bit of information on? I wanted to know what if if you could describe it in words, like what it feels like for it to begin happening, what is the interaction like, just any descriptive factors that may kind of help guide people to, okay, you know, I'm kind of beginning to tune in or channel.
2: So, for me, I describe it as reading subtle frequency. Mm-hmm. So everything is made of energy, everything vibrates, and you're just, you're taking that frequency, that wavelength, and you're interpreting it through one of the senses. Now, we can actually channel, if you will, using any of the senses, but typically we think of it in terms of our sight or our hearing, you can taste, you can smell, or you can feel. So it's different for everybody. The guides say we're kind of hardwired based on our genetics, that we have a propensity to interpret that signal one way over another. So our visual might be stronger than our ability to feel in our body. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that we can't develop that because absolutely everybody has the ability to channel. It's it's part of our nature. Mm-hmm. And I, I like to think of it like um, being taught how to read when you're a child when somebody teaches you the alphabet when you Mm -hmm. learn the words Mm -hmm. you can read any book you want and a whole world of knowledge and information opens up to you Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing when you learn to read subtle frequency then this whole interdimensional realm starts to open up and it is subtle energy that we're working with so i think for a lot of people they're under the assumption that it is this really very clear, very obvious thing that happens, and it's not. It's really subtle. And that's why you really have to work with clearing out your own stuff, with paying attention to what's going on in your body, mm-hmm. where your thoughts are, where your emotions are, right. because all of that's going to impact how clear you are, how, how you're able to read the subtleties. Because if you're all caught up in your head, you can't hear you mm-hmm. can't read any of it. right? Mm-hmm. So um, for me, even 25 years in, it's still pretty subtle. But I have learned to recognize that subtle energy. And it, the more I've worked with it, the more obvious it's become. But at the beginning, it, it was a little confusing because I didn't know quite what to do with it. Um, I was trying to channel verbally. And I was having all of these experiences in my body and I, I would feel tingles and my eyes would flutter, but I couldn't get the words out. So I had to really work and continue to clear out my own stuff, release mm-hmm. my fears, let go of those, right? Uh, or a layer of those, I should say, yeah. because, you know, we, we're still working. We've got a body, we've got issues.
3: Yeah. That's what keeps us <laughs> bound
2: to this dimension. Uh, so, you know, it, it's a practice, and it yeah. does take practice. If mm-hmm. you want to play the piano... You know, you don't just sit down and expect to play like a virtuoso. Right, right. You got to work with it. And Mm -hmm. I think it's the same thing. It's, you know, are you going to be that virtuoso when you sit down to channel? Mm -hmm. Maybe not, but maybe you just do it because you love it. You love to play. And it's the same thing with channeling. Some people Mm -hmm. won't do it for a profession. Mm -hmm. They'll do it just to check in for themselves or for the loved ones.
1: Yes. So what is the difference between kind of making the decision to begin channeling and using that connection in your everyday life to figure out what's happening, you know, where, where do you personally kind of differentiate from just existing and using guided information about what's happening to you and around you versus like taking the time to, I guess,
2: channel on other subjects? You know, when I started to channel for other people and do it on a full-time basis, I was doing it less and less for myself for fun Mm. and getting additional information. It just was honestly, it was just too much energy to run through my body. Mm -hmm. Um, it wasn't, I I didn't feel like I wanted to sit down and do it for myself anymore in the same way. Mm -hmm. And the last few years I've taken a bit of time off and that started to open up for me again. Um, And I think that's true for anybody with anything that they do. You do it for a while, and you're like, oh, I don't know. (laughs) And then you take some time off, and you (laughs) rediscover the joy of it. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure my guides would be happy if I would listen more and (laughs) follow their advice more. But they're really good with me about Mm -hmm. not pushing things on me. I am not someone who hears the knock at the door all the time where they're like, hello, you need to do this. You yeah. need to do this. That's not how we operate because that would shut me down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's not my personality. Yeah. Um, so for me, my guides don't work that way
3: mm-hmm.
2: with me. But what they try to do is empower me to mm-hmm. learn to listen for myself. So yeah. it's pretty rare unless there's something really big going on. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily go to ask them. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. If there's something that when I get quiet, I can't get an answer to for myself Mm -hmm. then I'll go and I'll ask and for me I'll just sit down and do automatic writing okay yeah
1: is there ever a time in that moment where they allude to the fact that it's maybe not the right time for you to know and I ask that because what's coming to mind for me is maybe the fact that I need to keep going down a road that might not be easy but I may need to go down it to learn something,
2: yeah, they would they would probably they wouldn't say you're it's not time to know yet, but they would say what well, there's something for you in the moment, okay, you know, so what are you getting in this moment? Mm-hmm. what are you learning, what are you discovering? and you know they might help me to understand some of that um, sometimes they might talk about a past life, how I've played it out, and how it shows up again, so i or where it might show up in some some other aspect of my life. Can mm-hmm. you see how this correlates to that right um but they're not um. They never really tell me what to do. They they say things mm-hmm. like, "We might suggest you do this. Right. Or, we might recommend you try that." Yeah, but they're not. You know, they want me to learn on my own. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: good. I, guess I it's like I love good Wendy parents. so much.
2: I'm just like, please,
1: Wendy. I just want to soak up everything. Um, <laughs> tell me everything about you. She has boundaries. I know. I know. Something I learned you're from learning that too. <laughs> yes, I learn from everything. Yeah. But something else that was that was kind of a response to that was um, the concept of individuality Mm -hmm. and wondering how, you know, what is the best for everyone and and the world and and also you. But in some ways, does knowing that stop you from making decisions based on your interest or your individual? I, I don't know ideas or anything that's, that you think, you know, I'm kind of confused recently about this idea of individuality. I'm wondering if it's a waste of time and I'm getting information as I'm asking this question. So so I'm sorry for not really being very um, concise with the question, but I think it's about the fact that, you know, very clearly we are in individual bodies. And discovering what this individual, individual body wants in a in a particular moment or through a particular experience, um, to me, is sometimes the only way to gauge what to do. But yet, when I'm tuned in, it almost seems like that information is not very important. Individuality is not important when you're tuned in, is what you're saying. Yeah, it sometimes well, feels
0: I like... Well, I feel like it's because you feel like you're in your heart space and you're connected to everyone and everything.
1: Like you're not separate. That's exactly at that point. what it is. Yeah. And so it, it, makes it very difficult for, I don't want to say difficult, but I would say that this is something that I struggle with is knowing what is best for me to do because I can see all sides when I, yeah, in.
2: that's true. So, you know, the guides would say, what brings you the greatest joy? Mm-hmm. What lifts you? What allows you to express as much love as you possibly can Those Mm -hmm. things, those passions, as you are able to embody that, that's the greatest gift of service that you can give. You're the living example Mm -hmm. for other people. So, you know, it it doesn't mean that it's at odds with what the collective needs, you know? So, um, if you are coming from a space of love and you're being as honest and as compassionate as you can be, really that's all you can ever do. So... That's what we're all trying to do is find unique ways of expressing that energy. So there really isn't a right or wrong. And even someone who is doing the most dastardly things, they're still of service Mm -hmm. because in a dimension of duality, they're showing us what that illusion of separation looks like Mm -hmm. i don't have to walk Mm -hmm. that path thank god thank you for doing that i don't have to to experience that trauma Mm -hmm. not at the level that they're going through right and i can learn from them Mm -hmm. i don't have to go that far yeah so it's a gift that they're giving me so Mm -hmm. i think when we start to look at the world that way and see the service that others provide to us just by being who they are even Mm -hmm. in the moment if they're you know, not the kindest person, it yeah. might, you might look at that and say, I want to be a different way. Yeah. I don't want to be closed or I want to be as authentic mm-hmm. and as loving as I can be in this moment. Right. So, you know, I think that, that service to self and service to the collective isn't necessarily a mutually, you know, they're not mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm.
2: And really, if we're being of service to, to the collective, we're also finding a way to be of service to self because that is the highest vibration because everybody wins. Everybody learns through the process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I love that you're always recommending us to go in the direction of our joy and our passions. I think that that's, it's one of the the things that I hold dear as a way to guide myself through life because I I think a lot of people who are kind of discovering a new spiritual perspective are, are kind of understanding at some point they get to the point where they know I don't know anything, you know, right. I don't know anything for sure. And so then you're left with, well, then how do I operate if I don't know anything? How do I act? How do I? But then I think at the same time, you
0: know, everything like you have access to infinite knowledge. So when you're tuned in, you can
1: access anything that you want. Yes. But then implementing it is the hard part for me. (laughs) Right. Which is why that's been so helpful that Wendy Mm -hmm. is such a, um, you're such a proponent of joy and happiness Mm -hmm. and freedom and lightness and, and things that, you know, we would, most people would say are frivolous and pointless. Right. That has Mm -hmm. been crucial in changing my life through your courses and through working with you has been, you know, giving myself the authority to do that more and more and
2: more. Mm -hmm. That's great. Definitely. Well, I think it's important to say here, too, that I think uh, a lot of people, when it comes to using words like, oh, follow your joy, Mm -hmm. that means that you're not doing things that are challenging or difficult. Because sometimes, you know, there are things that come up in life that, yeah, I would probably prefer not to have to do that thing. Right. But you feel that, yeah, this is important still for me to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And in those situations, we have to shift our perspective. There are still Mm -hmm. things that we have to do. Right. um, Like pay bills. (laughs) Well, we have to pay bills or, you know, there Mm -hmm. might be, um, God forbid, someone's parent is not well and and you're taking care of them. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that means you have to move back home for a while Mm -hmm. and you do it out of love. But if you go into it with a sense of obligation, that's a killer. Mm-hmm. And so you have to change your perspective about it, think about um, think about it in another way, and that will allow you to have joy in the moment because we think that those states of being there are they're something that comes about because of an external circumstance and it doesn't work that way mm-hmm. Um, thoughts and emotions come first, they get projected out into reality, they get mm-hmm. reflected back to us, and then that gets reinforced. So it actually starts inside. So if you want to feel joy, you have to imagine what it feels like now, and you will draw to you experiences that will reflect that. Now, along the way, you might mm-hmm. have some not-so-nice experiences, which it kind of sounds like you might have had. <laughs> yep. I <laughs> experienced already? that last night, so that was a lot of fun. But the, those <laughs> <things> not, <laughs>
0: <come>. <laughs> that was a joke. It was not fun <laughs> at But those all. things
2: come up so we can see what's buried, what's happening oh, definitely. subconsciously. Because otherwise we don't see them. We don't know they're there. We've ignored oh them. God, yeah, That yeah. happens a lot for us. It's
0: well, like I it. did... So That's I did a... A private session with Wendy mm-hmm. on um, Friday of last mm-hmm. week. And it's the new private session that she's been doing for for right now. The next moment, I don't know if she'll be doing it the same way. But it was amazing for me. And also very difficult (laughs) so last night you know part of what came through for that session was me taking on responsibility for other people and tying up my well-being or no my happiness in other people's Mm well-being sense of well-being and that is so true and I had no clue that was running through me like not in that way I'm thinking oh I have you know Mm self-doubt or you know it it, part of the ego wants to shirk it off on its you know other people drain me but I it's because I am taking responsibility for them and their well-being and when you and and the Pleiadians came through and and told me you know it's not your responsibility it's theirs to shift and you can only hold space for somebody so that's what I've been doing and um, last night didn't go so well for me but You know, me holding space and just sitting there Mm -hmm. triggered somebody uh, around me who had an emotional outburst and was blaming me for breathing, basically. Well, the way
1: that she felt.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I emotionally took on that burden for her. And I was thinking, oh, you know, even though I didn't do anything from her perspective I did and that's why she's feeling the way that she does and I don't like when someone is not feeling happy you know so I'm like oh I feel I feel miserable in my body because she feels miserable now mm-hmm. and then after thinking through that last night my physical body took it on like I'm still having stomach issues today mm-hmm. could not sleep all night was you know I had a million and one thoughts my stomach was in knots I had to release in, in some ways in the bathroom and P- public information. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm very open with this stuff. So I was not feeling well. I felt so nauseous and I realized, okay, I need to sit down. I started meditating immediately because, and I've never Great. done that before. Yeah. So it forced me to tune in so much. My physical body was like, hello, you are, taking on this for somebody else this is not your stuff so sitting there in the dark (laughs) next to Sheena in the hotel room (laughs) I meditated and it started feeling so much better and I actually asked the Pleiadians to help me um the ninth dimensional (laughs) Pleiadians to help me and um I felt so much better afterwards, but I'm still kind of reeling from it today a little bit, but not in the way it affected me last night. And I feel like I'm getting to the point of not feeling responsible for another person's emotions. Mm -hmm. And that has been mind blowing to me and, and really is starting to empower me. And I think it's going to carry over in my sessions with my clients and, and being able to not, um, I guess, relate to their pain and and feel it for them because it's not really serving them. And I'm thinking it is, you know, by being empathic and compassionate. You're trying to take the pain away from them by bringing it on yourself because mm-hmm. you think a part of you is like, well, I'm stronger, I can handle it. I know how to get rid and of it. And you probably
1: don't do a lot of that consciously.
0: No, not at all. But this session with Wendy brought so much awareness to everything that I was doing mm-hmm. and I'm just like blown away by it. And now it's like... Imagine if I didn't have that session with Wendy, I could have gone 20 years and never seen
2: this or gone an entire lifetime. Yeah, I would have have come up. It shows up in the body. And yeah, this Mm -hmm. is really common for people who are sensitive because we feel Mm -hmm. other people's stuff and we don't like how it feels and we want to change it right now. Mm -hmm. And so you have to learn that, okay, that's, that's not mine to Mm -hmm. do But if I'm feeling this, I probably have the same thing going on with a different, slightly different mask on it. Mm -hmm. But I've got the same frequency and I need to look at that within myself. Yeah. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. it's very, very common. And also when you start to work on some of those things, when you say, oh, I know I have this pattern now. Mm -hmm the pattern will show up so you can test your theory on how to work through it. Say yep. I know this is what I need to do and so the universe gives you the opportunity to prove yep. it.
0: Yep, and they did. <laughs> I got the <laughs> I got the opportunity last night. So <laughs> oh, what a gift. I know. And you know what? This morning I was so grateful for it. I really was. And that changed everything for me when I changed my perspective of it and wasn't and didn't feel like a victim, you know, and like, well,
2: why did that happen? Mm-hmm. And you know, you can put so much to it but well, how yeah. great that you sat mm-hmm. down to meditate because yeah. you could have dragged that around for a few days before you decided to Definitely. look at it mm-hmm.
0: oh well I knew my physical body was going to shut down if I did that like it, it was our I was it was wreaking havoc on my body mm-hmm. and that was the first time I have connected that my physical body is in turmoil because of this experience and I connected the two and then I felt empowered to change it at that point where you know if we're just going through life numb and i had that situation then i'm like why does my stomach hurt you know i just don't feel well or pop you know pepto-bismol or whatever and you just kind of never ju- do that i would never do Side that note. i might do that <laughs> if i'm desperate but um but yeah it's if you just numb it out and then you push it down I feel like it's like that game whack-a-mole it's gonna come back up and probably even stronger for you to look at it and I don't want to experience that again so I was like okay I need to sit with this feel it in every part of my body and really feel it acknowledge it and ask what is coming up for me you know is there a part of me that relates to that or you know and just going through all of this stuff and I could feel my body getting less tense and less tense and less tense and that was so powerful for me for to actually take my power back and say, you know, I'm not allowing myself to be a victim. I can take control of the situation. Mm-hmm. It was really awesome. And I wouldn't have gotten to that point if it weren't for Wendy. So thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we love you a lot. <laughs> peace. That is, and the peace. Well, that's, first of all, thank you so much for providing that example because it's so important and like Wendy said like so many people deal with it but Mm -hmm. I would say everyone deals with it Mm -hmm. because well what I usually feel like I the way that I deal with things is that you know I do have a huge physical response but a lot of times I will notice that maybe I'll just be operating there will sort of be like an underlying inflammation or something like that and so one of the things that we wanted to ask about was just you know knowing whether or not you need to focus on or f- try to figure out what's happening energetically to begin changing the physical
2: sometimes you don't need to know exactly what the issue is and and in mm-hmm. fact that can be a trap because we're trying to examine it at the same level of consciousness right. we created it at and mm-hmm. that never works yeah so if we're going to put ourselves in our heart center to figure out what's wrong why don't we just move to the new frequency mm-hmm. so that's right. what the guides teach and and when we do that sometimes we get the ideas the stuff will start to come up so we can see it
3: mm-hmm.
2: but really it's just about moving to the new frequency so if you are finding that you need peace or calm or vitality just imagine those things um, you can say am i calm probably not at this moment the, <laughs> the inner critic is back there going yeah we are
3: Yeah,
2: (laughs) But um, if you say, I wonder what it would feel like to be calm, Mm -hmm. the ego doesn't get triggered and you're able to allow yourself to explore, to find that frequency. And both of those things, when you do, I am that thing, or I wonder what it would like to be that thing, Mm -hmm. will put you in resonance with the frequency. Mm. So... Again, you don't have to know exactly what the root cause is. Sometimes mm-hmm. there are other lifetimes that are also coming in. There are programs right. from your genetic line mm-hmm. that you're you're activating. And it's just we don't have to know. Yeah. So that is an amazing suggestion on the energetic
1: level because I've used that after hearing it from you. And then there there's a question that I have on the physical because, like, for example, if you don't know how good it feels to have optimal health, then it almost feels like too much to imagine because there isn't really a a compass for it, I guess, or
2: um, an experience of it. But you did, you had it as a baby, you've had it in childhood, most of us. Mm -hmm. So you might not have experienced it for a really long time. You Mm -hmm. might not have felt joy for a long time, but it's stored somewhere in your memories in this body, not just another lifetime, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's stored in there. So you don't have to know. And if you're really struggling with, um, you know, I feel great. Well, what would it feel like just to be better? What mm-hmm. would feeling better be right. like? Yeah, And work your way up. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, we're working with subtle frequencies. So you've got to take the time to check in to see how am I really feeling? You right. know, mm-hmm. where are my thoughts? Where are my mm-hmm. emotions? Um, because if we don't take time to take stock of where we are, we just keep going in that old way. But when we actually take the time, we can keep resetting and resetting and resetting. And that allows us to actually Align with that frequency and see it reflected back.
4: Is that that's your that's question?
1: Awesome. Yes, that's wonderful and very, very helpful. Yes, I think that that's a good time. Might be a good time to begin bringing in the peas if that feels sure. good for you. Sure.
2: Okay. <laughs> Um, I always like to preface it for people who haven't heard me channel. um, The Pleiadian Collective actually works with tone and sound, which is why their dialect is different than my own. And it's really not any one particular dialect. It's just tones and sounds that resonate with you at a cellular level. Mm -hmm. So in addition to getting the information, it's as if you're getting a healing today as well. And I have a feeling they're going to do some language of light activations. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, um, and they'll talk about what exactly that is as we go. But, you know, they really like to work with your frequency. So, ah, yes, hello, dears. This is the Ninth Dimensional Pleiadian Collective, and it is a pleasure and an honor to have the opportunity to connect with you. So, um, there are many, many guides here. Um, those of you who are listening, Uh, In the future, your own guides are showing up because we don't really experience time in the same way. For us, it's all the same moment. So you might think it's two weeks later, a month later, a year later. It doesn't really matter. We're standing beside you. So know that all of you have a tremendous amount of support. It's been a very challenging time on the planet the last few weeks, and that's going to continue into the spring. Uh, as a lot of your values, a lot of your desires, are being reevaluated, you're being asked to step into your authentic self for you to walk and and speak from a place of power and a place of responsibility for self, and that doesn't always feel comfortable. Sometimes it's easier to want another to take the reins for you and you're going to find that um, it, it just isn't going to work anymore and it's not satisfying. It's You're really not liking what's being created. Um, we There are a couple other things we want to say, but we want to first acknowledge uh, the lovely ladies here and thank them for having us because it really is truly a pleasure to work with you both.
0: Thanks, peace. Well, we feel the same way about your collective we send so much love and gratitude and appreciation for the work that you're doing with us and with wendy and for the entire human race um we are changing so much with your help so we just want to acknowledge that as well so um
2: what she said peace. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a pleasure for us because we also learn from you and that's hard for you all to sometimes understand because you think you're at the bottom of the totem pole that you're at mm-hmm. the bottom working your way up but you're actually an aspect of the divine having a physical experience and so you are adding information and lessons to the collective wisdom so we do learn from you mm-hmm. so oh. thank you
0: oh
1: that's sweet Look at us, I love that. (laughs) We
0: bring something to the table. But
1: in a lot of ways, how could we not? Because I'm sure that there are many expressions of what we deem to be life or soul or whatever, spirit. And how could we not all take the opportunity to learn from one another? Which is why we are equally grateful for the information that's able to come through. And so we we did have some questions on... um, the clarification of that because we know that there's a lot of information coming onto the planet right now. A lot of people are learning to channel and that information can sometimes be on opposite sides of the spectrum. Yes. And so Mm -hmm. we would like some just for you to just give us your perspective on the information that's coming in.
2: So with any information, whether it's something that you're getting from another human being or whether it's coming interdimensionally, it's really important for you to take stock to say, is this my truth? Does this resonate with me? And we'd say the same thing with the information that we're giving you. If it doesn't, let it go. It's as simple as that. You will get all different kinds of information. And if you're hearing it, there's a reason why you are hearing it. Otherwise, you wouldn't tune into that broadcast or you wouldn't read that article. There is some part of you that is in alignment with it. It may not be your truth. And the alignment is to show you what your truth is. Make sense? Yes. yes. So that's that's one thing for you all. You're being asked to use your discernment to really um, strengthen that skill It's going to be vital for you moving forward. Discernment in terms of you paying attention to where you're at and what you want to create and is this a match for you, this step, this opportunity, this experience? Do you want to keep uh, down this path or do you want to make a course correction? And that comes with you getting quiet, feeling what your own resonance is like. And then uh, from working with those subtle energies and and being able to read those subtle frequencies, you can decide, oh, yes, this feels good to me or no, this does not. All right. We're not talking feels good from a sense of uh, the ego's pleasure. We're talking about that sense of truth that all of you know, that all of you have experienced where it just sits right with you. You know truth when you hear it and you know a lie when you hear one. Mm -hmm. It just, it feels off Mm -hmm. and it feels different for you. It, It gets a little difficult for us to really say what it's like because each of you interprets that signature, that energetic signature differently based on, um, you know, your genetic programming, based on your past life experiences, your sensitivity levels at any given day, and that's based on your toxicity levels, your emotional states, your mental states. So all of you, though, have a sense of when something is your truth and when it's not. So you're being asked to check in for your day-to-day human life, but also uh, the information that you get from the collective, what's being Touted in uh, the news, what's being uh, said from your political leaders, what resonates with you as truth, and then interdimensionally, when you come across channeled information or information that is supposedly channeled, Mm -hmm. because there's a bit of that going on as well, uh, where it's not actually channeled, but it's being presented that way, and that's fine. It doesn't really matter what the source is, Is, Mm is my truth. Right. That's where we would send you. You'll hear all different kinds of predictions. You'll hear all different kinds of things about dates and histories. You are thinking in linear terms when it comes to time and history. And because of that, you feel very disappointed when things don't turn out uh, in the time frame and in the way that you are expecting them. And time is not linear. And there are infinite versions of the now moment. So when we look at predictions uh, or look at possibilities, it's it's a very, very difficult time right now on the planet to even begin to give you any of that um, with any certainty because you all are making so many choices in the moment. And big choices, life-altering choices, where 20, 30 years ago, you wouldn't make those big life choices, so it's easier to read where the energy is going to go. And right now, everything is very, very quick. So you'll hear a lot of channeled information about predictions that doesn't come to pass, and then you just throw all of it out, thinking all of it's uh, untrue. But again, you've got to check in with yourself, because there are bits and pieces in there that are accurate, but the predictions are very, very difficult. We don't make them very often. Unless there is something that is got a lot of energy behind it, we don't really talk about it.
1: Mm-hmm. That's why you're awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question, especially going off of that, um, after the eclipse and a lot of things are coming up for people, I've noticed that a lot of people have been getting triggered yes. by things going on. So people are trying to fight for causes and and feel validated in, in what they're doing and they're helping you know certain groups and is there a fine line between fighting a cause and causing more separation well, for that? us
2: it's not a fine line it's an mm-hmm. obvious line okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, because it's the energy that you take in you're right. coming at it from that same level of consciousness right mm-hmm. and if you want to fight something you're judging the thing that you're fighting, and that mm-hmm. will keep you in the loop of creating it. It'll yes. keep you locked in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You cannot elevate awesome. to another higher, uh, another frequency. Mm-hmm. You're still operating in that same space. So you've got to find another way of of working. For us, what we recommend for you all is not to feel that you have to fight something that keeps you in competition, but rather put your energy into the things that you want to create. Just take the energy away and start building the new things that you want the new systems the new structures the new ideas the new um, institutions really reinforcing that so rather than fighting someone who is very close-minded start creating events and and organizing opportunities that are inclusive mm-hmm. and that will help you to achieve more expansion on that energy Right. All right. We mm-hmm. think about it like a house of cards. Um, the fighting would be the bottom layer on the house of cards, and if you keep coming at it at that level, uh, it's going to stay still because the foundation, your your energy, it's the same. But mm-hmm. if you pull that corner card by removing your energy, mm-hmm. the whole house comes crumbling down. Right. And that's in essence what's what's required here is an elevated level of consciousness in order to create change, not fighting. Because Mm -hmm. that keeps you locked in. Right. That thing that drives many times um, a great number of you is that you want to avoid a negative situation.
3: Mm. Mm -hmm. You want
2: peace because you want to avoid pain. Right. If you're seeking peace to avoid pain, you will stay in the loop of pain. Mm. So you have to approach it from a state of consciousness that you want to explore peace because you're just really curious about what that frequency would be like you're yeah. not attached to it alright or you don't have an aversion to to the pain you've been there you've done that it's fine it's a valid choice but I'm really curious about this one over here what's that like and that will allow you to manifest much faster mm, very interesting so this
1: is a perfect leeway into our next topic and question for you which Which is on expansion and manifestation, and it's a topic that we talk a lot about in our community. It's a topic that people love talking about because Mm. how wondrous is it to be able to think that we have control in a lot of ways over our destiny and what we will bring into our field? And so we we see a lot in our community that you know, and we do this sometimes with certain people and certain clients as well, where we're we're kind of nudging them toward doing something a little bit outside of their comfort zone toward the energy or the frequency that they are seeking. And do you have a better suggestion for that? Or do you think that that's a good suggestion?
2: Well, if you aren't feeling a little challenged, then you're probably not dreaming big enough. And that's one of the things we see with most of you is that you're just not dreaming big enough. Mm -hmm. All right, if it feels (laughs) comfortable, then it's probably not a big enough dream. It's enough for a step. But the next step needs to be bigger. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing when it comes to the process of manifestation that you really need to stretch yourselves. As Mm -hmm. children, you had no problem doing that. Everything was new to you in this body and you explored everything. If you didn't like it, you didn't didn't pout about it. Not for more than five minutes anyway as a Mm -hmm. child. (laughs) And then you went on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. You forgot about it. So... As adults, you get very locked up into this idea of your identity and your lovability and your intelligence and your deservability and all of these other things that you say, if I fail, then I'm going to have all of these negative consequences. So when it comes to creating a reality, you really have to shift your perspective of that. Life is about exploration of frequency. You did it as a child. You explored everything. So now we invite you to to try things without the expectation. I don't know exactly how this is going to turn out, but I know I'll figure it out. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: All right? And your expectation will never, please hear us, it will never match your actual vibrational experience of an event. Ever. Ever. It might come close, and that's what you deem success, Mm -hmm. and if it's different, you deem it as failure. Mm -hmm. It's just exploration, Mm -hmm. and you can make course corrections. You all think, oh, I'm damned. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I make the wrong choice, that's it. I'm done for. Mm -hmm. Well, you might find yourself in a slightly uncomfortable position for a few moments, but you make course corrections. For most of you, if you're you're listening to us, you didn't die from any experience. You're still here. It didn't kill you. All right. It might have been challenging, but you managed your way through it and you will with every situation. And this is where it's important to trust in yourself as a creative being. You can figure it out. Is it going to be the easiest thing you've ever done? Probably not. Because honestly, if it was easy, the soul would be really bored. Yeah. The soul would not be happy. You wouldn't feel challenged. And you, you'd be really, really um, wishing you were on another planet. <laughs> <laughs> Some days we feel like that. Yes. Yes, we understand. We hear that a lot. Yes. Is that
1: the description of fear? Is the description of fear what you just described as that hesitation in taking that next big step or taking that next big risk as a, as a means of... Because you're right once you once you do it and you continue playing it safe it gets very boring if you don't step up but as soon as you're being called to do so i'm thinking of all the situations in my life that where i'm being called to step up and expand and do Mm -hmm. different things and that's it's the risk is much bigger than it used to be as so as such it appears but it's the only thing that i that feels motivating and exciting and so from that perspective it's a it's a necessity I have to do it
3: yes
2: and when you start approaching life this way it gets a lot more fun you you aren't <laughs> this terrified fear is stopping the flow of energy yeah. and you do that with your breath first and foremost when you all are in fear you stop breathing you you hold your breath and it stops the flow of energy through the body um, the difference between exhilaration and fear is breathing all right, you breathe through it. If you think about a roller coaster ride. All right, you know the drop's coming. It's you have that moment <laughs> of fear, but you keep breathing and and you're all wailing with your hands in the air. You're having fun with it. So, you know, if you are someone who is feeling stuck, we would say take a step in any direction because you've stopped the flow of energy. Mm. Indecision is the fastest way to stop that. So just make a choice in any direction. You'll get feedback if this is the right choice for you to continue or if it's the wrong choice uh, and you want to make a, a, a course correction. And when we say wrong, right. we don't mean that there really is a wrong choice. It's just mm, this is not the frequency that I want to pursue any longer. Mm-hmm. That might be a better way for you all to think about it. Mm-hmm. And then keep moving. But you're not going to know until you step forward. And many of you will just stop dead in your tracks and say, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. And then you run the old program (laughs) for all the reasons why it didn't work out in the past. Yeah. Well, that's great. You've been there. You've done it. You know what it feels like for things not to work out. So tell yourself a different story. Mm -hmm. Your now moment is based upon your agreed upon circumstances collectively and then your individual circumstances. So in other words, the stories that you tell yourself. So if you're telling yourself, I'm not enough, that's what the foundation of your now moment is built upon. So when you stop that program from running and you start saying, I'm enough, your now moment is based on that program instead. So when you start to explore, you're creating new stories for yourself, all right? Just don't be attached to them. Mm You can completely change your perspective of reality by changing your stories. Stop telling yourself that you weren't enough in 12th grade, that no one liked you, and it was hard, mm-hmm. and life is hard now because I feel like no one likes me.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like yourself. Start with liking yourself, and you'll find that people are drawn to you. They're magnetized to you. You've got to start. You know, change, uh, change is an inside job.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Always, If you want your life to change, change the programs, change the thoughts, change the emotions. Um, Emotions are a primary creator. They drive your thought waveforms into being. So the more passionate you are about something or, um, well, we'll say either positively or negatively or excited or you're angry, Mm -hmm. you're going to manifest. It's like uh, pushing the gas pedal in the car all the way to the floor. So that it's a very strong frequency that gets sent out and then the universe brings it back. Now, in order to experience something as part of your reality, you have to be in matching resonance with it. This is why many times you will find that you say, I want this thing, I want this thing, and you look around and you say, where is it? It's not showing up.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: This doesn't work.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. works for
2: everybody but me.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Sound familiar? <laughs> yeah. So um, what we would say is that what the universe brings back in your now moment is what you need to integrate. It's showing you exactly mm-hmm. what you need in order to get what you want, to get you up to that level that, you, that you're asking for. You're, yeah. you're able to maintain it so that you can receive that reflection. Mm-hmm.
0: That's exactly what I was just about to ask. I mean, you've answered like three of my questions. Exactly. As usual. Thank (laughs) you for reading our minds. But that is a huge question, especially with, I feel like, what Sheena's been going through recently. It has been difficult, and myself too. I don't go through anything. (laughs) You go through a lot all the time. Um, So it is difficult to, um, we found recently, integrate... The fifth dimensional existence with the third dimensional existence. It's a lot to, you know, feel great and feel joyful and all of that. And then all of a sudden, sometimes we're like, holy shit. Right. (laughs) For lack of a better term. (laughs) Yeah. Struck with fear we need to you know make money like businesses have to run you know we have employees and all you know all the third dimensional things and you know it's nice to do a self-care practice and walk around the lake or you know take an epsom salt bath do meditations try to reach the frequency but then at the same time we can't deny the fact that we have you know third dimensional responsibilities so what is the best way to integrate those things together?
2: Well, one is to have a practice for yourself, and it doesn't have to be a long practice, meaning mm-hmm. it doesn't require hours of your day to do it. It's yeah. it's moments and minutes of check-ins. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing we would recommend for everybody is to spend 10 to 15 minutes every day doing something that's creative just for the sake of being creative. But no outcome. It's not like Mm -hmm. you're making jewelry to sell or writing so that you can sell a novel. This is about you just exploring. Even if you're sitting down to paint a picture, you don't have to know what it's going to turn out to be. Mm -hmm. And where you start may not be where you end. So really 10 to 15 minutes. And part of what this does is that it gets your creativity flowing. Mm -hmm. If you're feeling stuck with work, anxious with work or home life, this time will help to restore you. What happens when you're in that creative space is that it puts you in your heart center. So all of mm-hmm. a sudden, here you are painting, and the idea of how to deal with that issue with your partner comes to your mind. Mm, okay, or yeah. what you need to do for that problem at work, it pops in. Doesn't mean that you go down the rabbit hole with it. You just acknowledge mm-hmm. it, and then you keep going back to your creative exploration. Okay, It keeps you open. Mm-hmm. But this is also part of the process. There is an ebb and a flow. You right now are in the fourth dimension, which is a transitory zone. Because mm-hmm. the third dimension and the fifth dimension have very fixed rules to the dimensional structure, you needed an entire dimension that was far more malleable that you could project 3D rules to the game onto the matrix or you could you could do 5D rules and you could go back and forth between them. And that's what you're being asked to do right now. So yes, there will be times where you will forget you have the ability to sit down and calm yourself, put yourself in your heart center. As you had the personal experience, you know that it made a world of difference when you did that. Right. Mm-hmm. But you all will forget that that's even an option for you. You will get lost into that old pattern of that old habit. Um, and usually it's the masculine energy running amok. Yeah, it's the I've got to do 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 do, and you're not stopping to take time to work with your state of being. You think that it's it's a waste of time, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is the thing that you need to do the most because when you change your state of being, you will change how reality shows up for you, or right. what you're able to perceive in reality.
3: Mm-hmm. Right, right. You
2: have to work in balanced measure with feminine and masculine energy. In a linear perceived reality, the feminine always comes first. In the multidimensional levels, five and up, they coexist and they're co-created at the same time. Mm -hmm. But here, when you are trying to work and stretch yourself... What will happen is the frequencies that have been buried in the subconscious that need to be integrated in order for you to maintain that higher frequency will get projected out and reflected back to you so that you can see them, so that you know that they are running as old programs. So very typically, you all will go up, you'll be having a great day, things are flowing, and then all of a sudden, bam, Mm -hmm. something happens. Right. This is you affording yourself the opportunity to see what's running at the subconscious level. Now, sometimes you all cannot see why you're going through particular circumstances. You say, how in the world can I benefit from this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. may be knowledge and information that you are gaining that you will apply 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. And you'll say, oh, you know, I learned this with this particular situation. I had no idea why I was doing it at the time, but now it serves me very, very well. The soul doesn't really care what order you you experience things in as long as the soul is getting the knowledge. The ego says, no, I need to get to my destination and I need the most direct route. Mm -hmm. The soul's not interested. The soul knows that it will get there. It's amassing knowledge along the way. It's taking the scenic route. Right. So that's also hard for you all because you you can't understand why in the world you might be going through some of the situations that you're going through. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes they're teaching you how to love yourself and how to be loving towards others. Even in the most challenging of situations, you might have someone who is vehemently screaming at you. Yep. All right. And so how do you deal with that? <laughs> yeah, right. how you, do you? <laughs> well, in the moment, you did the best that you could. But mm-hmm. you recognized that there was another option in the moment mm-hmm. after the fact. Right. And you took action to correct it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, the next time, and it's, it's likely you will recreate this for yourself so you can put it to the test. Can I do it in the moment? Right. hmm and you'll say, oh, I've been there. I've done this one before. Mm-hmm. I know where this leads. So I'm just going to acknowledge that person, acknowledge how they're feeling. It's a perfectly valid expression of who they are. It's fine. But I don't have to take that on. Right. Mm-hmm. And eventually what will happen is you'll stop seeing it reflected in your reality. You all will do yes. that several times to make sure, I think I've got this mastered. Let's test this one yeah. more time. <laughs> so if you think, oh, why in the world is it showing up again? Yeah. It's because you're just testing the waters. You're making sure that you have mastered Mm -hmm. that awareness. Yeah, But that's not where the ego goes. The ego (laughs) says, well, if I create my reality, what did I do wrong? You blame (laughs) yourselves. And if there's one thing that you all can take away from our conversation today, (laughs) it is stop blaming yourselves. I did Mm. something negative. I did something wrong. No, each of these creations teaches you something. You learn from it. So don't think, oh, I must have done something bad. I'm bad to create this negative experience. So just know that it's serving you in some way. There's, there's some strength that you're gaining from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And again, you might not know what that strength is or how it will be applied until a future date. Mm-hmm.
1: So how much of our consciousness or our conscious energy do we need to put forth toward understanding it? Because I find that we do kind of put ourselves in that loop of... Why is this happening? What does this mean? What is the relevancy? What can I learn from this? You know.
2: Well, eventually none. But you all aren't there yet. <laughs> all right. When you get to fifth dimensional existence, it's just this moment to moment experience. Mm-hmm. So for now, we would say not a lot. Just a couple of minutes to observe what got triggered in me. All mm-hmm. right. What did I learn from the situation? Right. What is it showing me? And it can be, it's not that you have the exact same thing. So maybe you've got someone who is um, just spewing all of their needs at you and you think, all right, well, they're the reflection for me. So am I spewing my needs to others? It may be that you're not claiming your needs. They might Mm -hmm. be the other side of the coin. All right. So one is a, a overexpression and the other is a suppression of the energy. So they they may be showing you the frequency, but are you expressing, overexpressing, or suppressing it? So you learn how to do it in balance. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: All right? But um, don't get lost in it. You can look at it. Sometimes you're like dogs with bones. You're not giving it up until you know what it is. (laughs) It's not required. But because eventually it will come up and you will have the awareness of exactly what it is. So you don't have to try to look at it from the head. You can put yourself in your heart center and ask, Mm -hmm. see what comes up. Mm-hmm. But don't linger there too long.
3: Okay.
2: And then, as we said, put your energy into what you would like to experience instead.
1: That feels so much better. Yes. I know. Definitely.
0: I have a question that just popped in my head. I don't know where this came from. But it has to do with parenting. So... Are there's, you pregnant? There's got to... No. <laughs> with ideas, yes. <laughs> uh, there, there's got... I feel like... These children who are coming into the earth right now, um, you know, within the last, I guess, you know, 10, 15 years, these children seem, you know, a little bit more intelligent, or um, beyond thinking beyond, and they're getting sick of the old paradigm of, you know, you have to do this, you have to do that, and they're challenging adults right now. So is there anything that you can say to parents, or parents who are are about to, or Mm -hmm. adults who are about to be parents, give them any sort of advice on how to parent these children who are coming in and trying to buck the system?
2: We would say the greatest gift skif- the greatest skill for all of you mm-hmm. to really learn is listening. Yeah, listen to what another is truly trying to tell you. Uh, sometimes with parents, we understand you're f- your nerves are afraid, mm-hmm. you're tired, you're exhausted, and you just aren't taking time to listen. Uh, but your child will tell you exactly um, what's going on, and they're a mirror for you, mm. all yeah. right, just as um your co-workers or your partners, they're mirrors. Mm-hmm. So again, we would take you back to uh, the two sides of the coin. Are they overexpressing or suppressing energy? Mm-hmm. All right. The same energy that you have. They may be telling you that they don't like the system. You may have that within yourself, just not to the degree that they're expressing it. <laughs> right. All right. So mm-hmm. really, when you stop to hear another person and you you really listen, it diffuses all of the anger, all the frustration, because they feel seen, and that's what really all of you want. Right. You want to feel seen, loved, included, and part of, honestly, at the end of the day, source energy. You want your community. Yeah. So just by listening, a lot can be diffused. Mm-hmm. So that's a first piece of advice for parents. It's, it's not easy, and, and you will fail, in a mm-hmm. sense. <laughs> uh, there will be days where you won't listen. Mm -hmm. where you'll give answers like, because I said so. (laughs) And that's all right. But we would say to look at that if you find that that's the answer that you tend to go to. Mm -hmm. And be honest, children are uh, incredibly observant. They're incredibly aware and in many cases more aware than you are, especially these new children because they understand the subtleties this is an interesting time because you are bridging energies and so sometimes you have to have some of the old structure in order to move into the new because for for the collective as a whole it would be way too traumatic just to let all of the walls of your limitation drop Mm -hmm. it would feel overwhelming because if you don't understand how to take responsibility for yourself and how to create you feel overwhelmed Mm-hmm. And this is why the world is playing out the way that it is with those who are manipulating reality. Because the collective is not willing to step up and take individual responsibility. And so they need those at the top to play that out for them. When you all start taking more personal responsibility, you'll you'll see that your institutions will change and change rapidly. Mm-hmm. When you start taking personal responsibility for your creations. That's excellent. And it doesn't take a majority of you for that to happen it, it, mm-hmm. it takes a relatively small number uh, but change is happening very 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 quickly on this planet right now so it's an interesting time between now and say 2022 we're very curious to see what plays out that's awesome
1: i have another random thought that's not related to the children even though i'm very grateful that you asked that yeah. question mm-hmm. because and i love that answer to listen mm-hmm. more because I find that a lot of parents actually feel unhappy and uncomfortable um, putting down the expression of their child, but they maybe don't have a lot of information around them that supports otherwise. And so, I'm really I'm grateful that that answer came up.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, again, we would say the very same thing. Uh, You know, the collective isn't ready to drop its boundaries. It's not. It's not ready to drop and have free range. Children actually will feel better coming into this, this community, right into this realm with some ground rules. How do you function as a human here right now? Because otherwise they don't really get it. And they have an even more difficult time. You can tell them this is how things are right now, but you can change that. You can think differently, but this is how the norm is. You don't have to conform to the norm, but that will help a child feel a bit more safe honestly Mm -hmm. and have a greater awareness of the game that's being played and then you're teaching them the illusion of the game
3: Mm -hmm. right so you're
2: doing both things here's the game because otherwise they don't they don't even see the game and then they they feel that they're challenged because they can't fit into the game
3: Mm -hmm.
2: right all right so if you show them the game and say you can you can play on the outskirts of it You don't have to be exactly identical and you can change the way the game is being played. Then they feel safer and they have a clarity. Mm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. You're finding many children struggling right now because Mm -hmm. they think everybody wins. They don't understand that life has challenges. Yeah. They think everything should be easy because many parents want to do things for their children. This is, you know, the way that we work with you. We're not doing it for you. We're telling you things to do on your own. Because right. if we told you something was going to happen, a week later, after it happened, you'd be back at square one.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We want to empower you. And it's very important that you do that for children. That right. you empower them to, to learn to express themselves in a way that is helpful. Mm-hmm. All right. That you're taking ownership of your thoughts and your feelings. You're not blaming other people for how you feel uh, and what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. And that you teach them discernment. All right. You right. teach them loving kindness. You teach them self care. You teach them compassion. You teach them service. Mm-hmm. These basic things, yeah. and allow them to, to pursue their passions, their creativity. You know, is it? You know, when you all are creative, not everyone is going to be that that piano virtuoso that Wendy was talking about. Mm-hmm. But you can do it for joy. All right. But there right. are things that you are excellent at, and you have to discover mm-hmm. those. All right, but there's right. there's a problem, an epidemic problem that you all are having, and children are seeing this, uh, and and they're thinking that the only thing that's worth has any value or worth is um, being popular, and making lots and lots of money. Mm-hmm. They aren't always, and we're speaking particularly for children in the West. It's becoming more right. worldwide, but we would say it's prevalent in the West, and that's because. All of the focus and all the value is on the masculine mm-hmm. and not on the feminine. That state of being is just as important. And in fact, it's more important in, in many ways because the state of being that you carry into everything will determine what you do and the frequency that that will be imbued into everything that you do. And that's right. important. And you never know the impact that you will have on Others just by you carrying your state of being into your day—that's tremendously valuable. Mm-hmm. All right, but this—you all are driven by that idea of money and stature, and that's a false, false sense. Mm-hmm. And you're working on shifting that. All right, that's Can't a big you. tangent.
0: Yes. <laughs> no, that was beautiful. That was perfect. Thank you. I had a, a question involving something that Sheena and I have been going through, Mm -hmm. um, as far as toxicity in the body Mm -hmm. and where I have had trouble even getting close to alcoholic beverages or nail polish, um, different things like that. And Sheena's had similar issues with foods and different things. So, and hair dye and, and that fun stuff. So we were wondering, is there something that people can integrate when they're having toxicity come up in the body, um, is there's, is this coming up for us to be present in the moment and, and take these cues as, um, oh, I should take this food out of my diet, substitute it for that food, and that works for that moment, but then the next moment you substituting that food doesn't work anymore to get rid of that pain or um, that discomfort or that malfunction happening in the physical body. So is there any advice that you all can give us to kind of help us cope with all of these toxicity things coming up in the
2: body right now? So a couple things we want to talk about. And we're going to do a language of light activation to assist you with all this. Okay, great. But for us, first and foremost, every physical issue is an energetic one. Okay, right, and Mm -hmm. that's hard for you all to kind of wrap your brains around because you say, "Well, I our world is toxic." Well, Mm -hmm. yes, it is, but so are your thoughts, and so are your emotions. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: So, your world, as it's reflected back to you it's showing you that you need to engage in a different way. And so you also need to engage with your emotions and with your thoughts in a different way. Mm -hmm. So if you are someone who is finding that you are particularly sensitive at the moment to your environment, there are a couple of things we would recommend. One, as silly as it sounds, as we say it over and over and over, you've got to ground. Because as you ground to Mother Earth she's sending out a resonant frequency. She's sending you the pulse, the heartbeat in which you need to realign your energy to. Okay. All right, because your mm-hmm. thoughts, your emotions have taken you out of sync with that. Right. Your body is out of sync. When you are in sync with nature, with, uh, with the universe in essence, mm-hmm. What will happen is your immune system will be quite strong and it will be capable of handling any toxic chemicals in the environment. Either mm-hmm. you're going to avoid it altogether, meaning you're not going to eat foods that have toxins all over them. Right. Or you will be able to take in a certain amount and process it out, or you'll take it in and then you'll eat other foods that help you to detox like cilantro. mm. Mm-hmm. All right. So mm-hmm. you will know what intuitively you need to support yourself,
3: right.
2: but you all aren't quite there yet. <laughs> so you need to avoid the things that you're having a strong reaction to, but you got to look at the energetic component. you got to mm-hmm. strengthen your own vitality. Where is energy being wasted off all day? Where are your thoughts running amok? where are you angry where are you frustrated where are you feeling small where are you not loving right. yourself where are you not sharing yourself with others mm-hmm. and we don't mean in a way that is you throwing yourself on the altar
3: right. we are not,
2: right. not sacrificing yourself here <laughs> you mm-hmm. knew jesus was going to come up didn't you <laughs> yeah yeah so, uh, altar, dear, not cross.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. she's a little out of it.
2: <laughs> so, what we would say is that you're not making yourself a martyr. You're standing in your power and, and you've got healthy boundaries there. You can give, but you, you need to allow energy to flow through you that you're giving, not giving up your personal energy. Mm-hmm. So, you've got to look at those things because right now, many of you are in health crisis right and uh, you have to look at your vitality you have to look at you grounding and you've got to do some visualization you absolutely have to do visualization of seeing yourself healthy and vital work on your boundaries all right on clearing out um anything that doesn't belong to you or there's no longer of service to you and you do that just by imagining Mm -hmm. (laughs) we give you the example it would be like putting on an all white outfit and walking down a dusty road it's going to get dirty Mm -hmm. but you wouldn't dream of not washing your clothes right? you're going to leave the house and you're going to find that because you've got stuff going on you're picking stuff up as you walk down the street because people's emotions are flying about their thoughts are flying about and they're in resonance with yours and they're like magnets and they stick to you Mm -hmm. loved ones in particular because you want them to be well, you want them to succeed, you want them to be healthy, you want them to be vital, and as you were saying, because you mm-hmm. think that you've got a better perspective, right? Mm-hmm. That you can do it for them. Yeah. You can never process another's energy for them ever, ever. Right. So hear us when we say that. You might think, oh well, this healer healed me. No. That healer was really good at pointing frequencies out that you adjusted and attuned yourself to. You did the work. They did not do it for you in terms of making the move. Right. So that's really important for people to hear because they want to give their power away. And it's just not possible for another to do it for you. They can hold the frequency, which is what we do for you. So we do want to do an activation here. Okay. Um, The language of light is a universal language understood by all life. And it is sources language. There are different dialects. It would be like someone speaking English in Ireland and on Australia, uh, the deep south in the U.S. They're different, but you understand it. And so it is here. And there are many different beings who will come in. We're not really going to go through the whole lot of who they are. It's galactic families that are coming through right now. Mm -hmm. So, just know that you're getting exactly what you need. You don't have to know what's being said, all right? It's bypassing the language centers of the brain and that's what's important, that it bypasses because otherwise you get information and then you try to analyze it all with the mind. So, what this does is it speaks to the soul and the soul is able to reattune itself. It's able to adjust its frequency. It's having a frequency pointed out and you say, oh, yes, this is how it's supposed to be. And you shift your frequency to that. So that's what the language of light helps you to do. All right.
4: Excellent. So take a nice deep breath and we'll see where we go. Ishto or arcatando or embedded and the wish to assassurca the amboresca the amborescanda or in the ektaora eresta. He the odebrabra in the arreli, wherever in the arrecata and the arrecata ilu, wherever in the Arka and arreisasktai. Hasaska is a saskat and in the Halali winde they ketashto or the abrabra in the high. He's the oscata and the whereabrescanda whereabrescade. I am a divine being of light filled with vitality and energy. I stand in my divine perfection. Him in are in the de He's the duele, In that and the in the and ala take a nice deep breath in a nice deep breath andara ora para in, <foreign language> <speaking> in <foreign language> Take another nice deep breath. We've got one short round for you. Pity, beast, cut up a bit, and we were a proper baby British cutting, we were a pretty, and we were a British cut up, whoever a British cut up the deal, whoever a British cutted the dista, whoever a brain, the discothe, whoever a brain in any little whatever. Has a scatter, a very, very British to go, ready <speaking> with <in> a British cutted, deliver a briskate. He brought a brush cutter, that Take another nice deep breath.
2: So breathing is also important when it comes to your vitality and your toxicity because really there is nothing that is going to be better for you than water and breath. To clear out the toxic element in the body You all get very overloaded In your toxic load um, It's a bit redundant what you just said, But
4: you get overloaded
2: And um, then You're sensitive to everything But if you are breathing Breathing brings in energy We call breath a great connector It brings in energy and it also helps to purify the body There are lots of different ways to breathe In order to have different Effects on the body um, we don't really want to go into that, but you can do some research for yourself and, and look at breathing techniques. And then the water is also going to help carry information into the cellular structure and also flush things out. So those are really the two best things that you can do for yourself if you're feeling that you've got a heightened sense of, um, uh, talk, uh, well, heightened sensitivity to your environment. All right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Thank you
0: so much. For everything. As always, you blew it out the water. (laughs) I was about to say blew it out the park, but you knocked it out of the park and you blew it out the
3: water.
1: At a loss for words at this yeah, moment, but I wow, so I feel so much. Ho- no one's gonna hear this part after the activation, but hopefully, you got the <laughs> message that if you were driving, to pause and pull over, <laughs> um, because that was powerful. And yeah, I feel I so different. Had oh my gosh, I feel so much better. I had a headache before we started. I'd we had both kind of experienced yeah. a lot today, and that felt so clearing, so so good. clarifying, and a beautiful
2: way to round out this podcast so
4: it's been a pleasure dears. yes so uh all of you can connect with us directly you don't need wendy and uh, all you have to do is imagine connecting with this frequency again
2: and put yourself in your heart center ground ask your question and listen and until then we'll be watching and waiting and sending many well wishes
0: thank you thank you, ah, you peace.
2: pleasure
1: thank you wendy We love you, everyone. (laughs) That's pretty much all I have left to say. I have no words. (laughs) (laughs) No words. Done. Peace. Love. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Bye.